You are Locked On Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Lakers for Monday. Brian Kamenetsky and Andy Kamenetsky. Uh, it was not a good start to the playoffs for the Lakers. 99-90, to 90, they lose in Phoenix in a game, Andy, that did not feel that close to me, at least at, not after the first you know five minutes or so. The Lakers got off to a decent start, and after that, ugh. Yeah, they really looked uh, characteristically bad at times offensively, uncharacteristically bad in certain respects, defensively, um, other elements that we're going to end up getting into, but they did not look particularly good. Anthony Davis in particular looked very bad, and there was, as is often the case, a lot of complaints tangentially related to Anthony Davis's performance that were really about Andre Drummond. Yes. I mean, any, anything that went wrong uh, today in your life, I assume that you out there listening to this podcast blame that on Andre Drummond. Like, I'm not uh, saying, by the way, that Israel-Palestine fault of Andre Drummond. Like, but it's not. On? I mean, what is he doing to solve the problem, exactly. though? I mean, if you're exactly. not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Exactly. And what was he doing? He was off playing basketball while right. the world Does burns. it seem okay. a lot to put on the shoulders of, of an NBA player not particularly involved? Maybe at the same time, former all-star, former right. NBA. I mean, are you one of the greatest offensive rebounders of all time, or aren't you? Right. <laughs> Dennis Rodman went to North Korea. He at least tried. Right. So, um, yeah, a lot to to get into over the course of the episode today. Um, but, God, man, Andy, like, the offense was so bad. I mean, this is the thing. Like, one of the, the, the third segment, I think we're going to talk about this, like, in, in detail. Like, whether or not the Lakers lost their, for their opening game last year to Portland. They lost their opening game to Houston. Obviously, they went on to win both of those series. Um. And so we'll talk about whether or not this feels any different, but you you alluded to it. This is not the first time this season or this week that we have talked about how bad the Lakers' offense can look. Well, I mean, th this was a game where, you know, like LeBron had 18 points and 10 assists and overall felt adequate but not great in the game. It was fine. It was for, being, it, for a LeBron playoff game. It was fine. That being said... He could have easily had more assists if guys were actually capable of making anything from outside at all. Uh, frankly, guys who were not named LeBron. He was one of the only guys who could actually hit an outside shot. But only briefly. Seven, right, only three briefly. He hit his first three and then missed his last four. Right, but I mean, other than uh, Alex Caruso, LeBron was the only guy who had multiple threes in this game. So Yeah, Lakers shot 7 of 26 from three-point range. Uh so that's 27%. That's not good. Uh, they were 43% from the field. That's not good either. And this is really bad. They were 17 of 28 uh, from the free throw line. So it's rounding up. That's 61%. And, you know, they, it, they were down by eight. Even though down by eight after the first half, Phoenix hadn't shot a free throw yet. So... And the I mean, Lakers had shot 17, I believe. Right. I believe that is true. So you put all of these things together, and you, you're, you, I spent the entire game wondering how were they even as close as they were because Phoenix felt like they were thoroughly outplaying L.A. in basically every respect. Well, I mean, they were. And, and when you really want to start looking at just how 
just how badly the Lakers really were getting outplayed in this game. And in all different respects, you look at something like rebounding, where the Lakers have been much better than the Suns this season. Suns have been a lower third rebounding team this year. They beat them 47 to 33 on the glass. They out-rebounded the Lakers on the offensive glass, despite being A, That's worse what, yeah. as an offensive rebounding team, and B, making more shots than the Lakers. So the Lakers, by definition, have more opportunities to grab more offensive rebounds. That's amazing. It's like, we, yeah, I know the re- you, you, pointed out, you pointed out the rebounding disparity during the game, which is absolutely worth noting. But, I mean, the flip side is when you shoot as poorly as the Lakers did, you – you know, Phoenix gets a lot of opportunities to get rebounds, but I think it's that offensive rebounding where the Lakers really, you know, were, were completely outclassed. Especially, you take away Drummond for all the uh, the the crap that people gave Drummond during the game that will give him until uh, the Lakers play again on Tuesday. He had seven offensive rebounds. The rest of the team had three. And, you know, Phoenix, DeAndre Ayton had eight. So, I mean, you know, obviously some of that is Drummond. But, you know, as a team, they had 16. That just shouldn't happen. Like, yeah. not, not with a team with Anthony Davis, Andre Drummond, LeBron James, and, and other Montrez, good rebounders. Like, I, 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 I don't want to reduce this to the who wants it more kind of dumb stuff. But, like, Phoenix got every – you know, available offensive rebound. They did get every 50-50 ball. They were quicker to everything than the Lakers were. Well, I mean, speaking of quickness, they also uh, outscored the Lakers 16-9 to on fast break points, which may not be a ton, except for the fact that Phoenix doesn't really look to run in no. general. They're one of the slowest-paced teams in the league. Chris Paul teams tend to be that way. The Lakers look to run. That is where, by far, their offense is at its best. And the Lakers were uncharacteristically bad getting back in transition. And it really felt like Phoenix was recognizing this and being like, they, yeah, well. Especially, I think it was particularly pronounced early where Phoenix would get out and they would run and they would catch the Lakers napping off makes or misses or anything. Because it really, the Lakers, the one thing they didn't do you know, you know, they didn't, they weren't super turnover prone. They were normal. I, you know, they, you know, I think they had 14 on the, for the, on the day. And so nothing crazy that in that great. regard, but, but Phoenix, Phoenix got after them particularly early and took advantage of some bad transition defense, but it happened later in the game too. There was a play in the third quarter where, you know, they, they get stuck in transition. They turn the ball over. Uh, this was when, you know, LeBron gets doubled fairly high on the floor. They turn the ball over. Drummond is late getting back in the frame. I believe it was Crowder took a three, eight, and got the offensive board, and and they they ended up scoring. Um, Drummond was late getting back in the frame. LeBron and AD never appeared in it. So some of this stuff was just effort. You know, I mean, really, there were moments where the Lakers did not put out enough effort uh, to, to win this game. And Do we know that LeBron was the only one who went to the photo shoot? The one where he violated the uh, protocols for, like, was know. was everybody tuckered from uh, <laughs> attending this event? Maybe he was up late doing like final edits on Space Jam. I'm not. I mean, uh, that that was. I mean, I know the conspiracy theorists. I don't know anything about what actually happened at the event, but there was a zero. It, it was an out. Chance. Yeah, it was. An, by the way, so people know it was an outdoor outdoor photo shoot for the the tequila that right. LeBron either owns, co owns, whatever. Uh, 
Drake was there. Michael B. Jordan was there. Right. And apparently you needed a negative COVID test and you needed to have, or a vaccination. Or, right. And it was like, it was pretty on the up and up. Honestly, the NBA it has probably, rules against this stuff. It's probably safer than the game in Might terms of trying to avoid COVID. Well, at least we know it probably means that Dennis Schroeder wasn't there. Hi, oh, <laughs> but that's true. So, I just like, but I, I do laugh. Like, I mean, I'm trying to just think of exactly how COVID thick that party would have had to be before the league was like, sorry, LeBron, you can't play. Like, uh, heavier, I think is the short answer to that. Le- LeBron, I mean, LeBron could have filmed himself, uh, like deep throat kissing somebody wearing a t-shirt that says COVID positive yes. and Adam Silver would be like, well, I, I have to see the tape. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I got I to watch first. Um, I think they mean like COVID enthusiastic or like you know, <laughs> something. I, we, we we're, no, he's like fine. he could have been he's, seen he's injecting himself with COVID. With COVID. They'd be like, well, <laughs> yes, you know what? No. It was outdoors. Right. Um, and you know, he was wearing a mask, so it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, but sure you know, that tequila it's, kills some germs. Yeah, you know what? But that that Andy Andy is a is a is a great seg here because I'll tell you who played like he was in the quarantine uh, and the COVID protocols. Anthony Davis because he didn't show up. Boom, <laughs> hot talk radio transition there. But in all seriousness, Anthony Davis really didn't play well, and he talked about that himself after the game, and we'll talk about it next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Headspace. Wouldn't it be great if there was a pocket-sized guide that helped you sleep, focus, act, be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations and an easy-to-use app. One of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness meditation through clinically validated research. Whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better, overwhelmed. Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Need help falling asleep? Seriously, I need help. Anything that improves your sleep, that is the benefit I covet the most. I am all over it. Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. For parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, increase your overall sense of well-being. Backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, kind of like this podcast, and over 60 million downloads also like this podcast. You deserve to feel happier. Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash locked on NBA. That is headspace.com slash locked on NBA for a free one month trial with access to Headspace full library of meditations for every situation. It's the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash locked on NBA today. Uh, uh, Locked on Lakers also brought to you by Built Bar. Uh, if you're a person like me, you're a snacker. You like to, you know you always running around. You're picking up the kids. You're dropping them off. Taking them to soccer. All that stuff. You, you need to eat. You need to stay fueled. You want to you you want to stay full. Uh, but you also want to do it with something that that is healthy and tastes good too. And that is Built Bar. It's high in protein, but it's low in sugar and in calories. Uh, the improved Built Bar is even more delicious than before, Andy. It's got 18 flavors including six new ones like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and cherry barcia. Love that one. Uh, Built Bar can also calm my sweet tooth. And as you know, Andy, I, I got a pretty vicious one. Um, 
And it does it even without all that sugar because they are coated in 100% real chocolate, un unlike some protein bars. Uh, and they're also really soft and easy to chew. They've got that kind of satisfying, almost candy-like quality to them um, without actually being bad for you. Uh, so go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. During the game, Andy... Most of the conversation on Twitter, which is, of course, not always representative of of every fan out there, but Just uh, the it crazy was, ones. Right. Exactly. It was mostly about how awful Andre Drummond was and how he was costing the Lakers the game. Uh, Drummond was problematic in moments uh, on the Lakers pick and roll defense. He had a couple of his trademark missed layups. Um, and just and nobody, like you said, nobody makes stuff around the rim at his size look harder. Yes. Yet, yet there will be times where he will pull out some incredible athleticism. Like part of what I think frustrates fans, and I get this about Drummond, is that he is more likely to make like a reverse layup muscled through three defenders than an uncontested layup with yes. nobody around him. Exactly. Um, he, he is like, you know, if, if he were a gymnast, he'd be constantly getting low scores for artistic merit or whatever it is that they yes. do. It just, as it I've said many times, terrible. he is a very unesthetically, uh, unesthetic player. He's very aesthetically yes. displeasing. Uh, yes. He, he is, uh, painful to the eye. He was also, he had 12 points. He was five of seven from the floor. He had nine rebounds, seven of them offensive. He had a steal. He had a block. He was minus four in 19 minutes. Yeah, was he great? No. Um, but he was the focus of the ire of most Lakers fans on, on social media today. And about halfway through the game, I'm like, all right. Because I hate I hate when this happens. I hate being the guy who like has to stick up for somebody I have no real vested interest in. I don't care if Andre Drummond plays a minute in this series. What the hell does it do for me? Um and I pointed out that at the time, Anthony Davis had seven points. This is in the third quarter. Anthony Davis had seven points. He was three of 11 from the floor, and he had one rebound. He finished with 13 points. He was five of 16. He had seven rebounds. Most of those came late. Two assists. He did have three blocks, um, but he was a minus 18 in 39 minutes. I, this re the, the reaction today reminded me of those 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 games where Kobe would be off back in the day, and people when just, we were covering the team for the LA Times, right. yes, and, yeah. and, like, and monitoring the comment section of our blog for the, the LA blogs, Times, which right, was really just, a cesspool. To it, be really, it was. It was a horrible place. <laughs> it really was horrible. I feel like in a lot of ways we sort of helped invent what became basketball social media. And from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to apologize. Yeah, it's we're, we're like the scientists who accidentally let the zombie virus out of the lab. <laughs> yes. like it seemed like a good idea. Like it, there were reasons yeah. we were doing what we were doing, but we really should we, not We are the reason that. that Will Smith was alone with that dog and I am legend. It was kind For of our example. Fault. It was, yeah. sorry, sorry we did that. Um, and I just, it's like, and people pointed out, like, look, Drummond clogs up the lane and he does that. And this, I, I'm like, okay, fine. All of these things can, Anthony Davis just didn't play well. I mean, he sucked. He did, wasn't whatever word you want to use. That's what Davis was today. And, you know, note, he scored 42 points against Phoenix two weeks ago or whatever it was in a game that Andre Drummond played in. He played with, he was dominant in the playoffs last year playing, you know, 
reasonably substantial minutes with Dwight Howard and sometimes JaVale McGee. Like this notion that AD can only thrive when he plays the five is absurd. And like point, the Lakers are going to win when LeBron is great, Anthony Davis is great, and other people step up and they don't shoot 26% from three-point range. Like, and neither of those, LeBron wasn't great today. And I think, you know, that's maybe worth talking about his health or whatever. But Anthony Davis was borderline invisible, and that has nothing to do with Andre Drummond. Yeah, I mean, without trying to take away anything from his performance, because obviously you want a guy like him stepping up, but when Alex Caruso was in his own right, arguably the best player on the floor for the Lakers, you know, Mm -hmm. congrats to him. That's not a good sign of what the outcome is going to be. No, I mean, he's a soaring eagle of freedom, but that's not, he shouldn't be the team's best player. But but what also, though, I think is interesting about this whole thing with Anthony Davis and Andre Drummond is I think a lot of a lot of fans and even, frankly, people who cover the team in media, like, are, they're conflating the question of whether or not Andre Drummond's presence at the five, because, you know, he is, he is somebody that has to play close to the basket. He has... Other than as a passer, at times he has no. He'll real come utility. out to the high post, but yeah, that's that you don't guard him there. So, you know, he's a right. screener, he's a whatever, right. but he's not a shooter, anymore. right? And then they have not, for you know, I'm sure a variety of reasons, not really implemented him much as like a high, you know, high pick and roll screener stuff like that. So there's a question about what his presence does for the overall spacing with this mm-hmm. team, a team that you know, frankly, lacks in spacing often and could use as much as they possibly can. And I guess the overall schemes with this team, those are, by the way, legitimate conversations. Yes, they are. Absolutely. That, however, is being conflated with Andre Drummond being in the middle, keeps Anthony Davis out on the perimeter. He is forced to be there to provide, you know, that form of spacing himself and therefore is never close to the basket. And that is simply not true. And we saw this in the moments where Andre Drummond wasn't out there. We saw it at yes. times when Anthony Davis was playing the five, and this was still happening. The guy, I think it's often, Alex Regla at at uh, S, at uh, Silver Screen Roll SB Nation tweeted out uh, his fourth quarter shots. He had a dunk, um, and I think he had another one or something like that. But the rest of his shots were all on the no, perimeter. The, they the were guy jumpers. That, the guy that often keeps Anthony Davis further from the basket is Anthony Davis. Yes. Like the, these are often choices he makes. And and this is similar to what you and I, I remember talking about a lot with Powell, especially during the Mike D'Antoni era where, you know, Powell, granted he and Mike D'Antoni made it difficult for them to get off on the right foot in that relationship. I think uh, D'Antoni F that up. That being said, though, there would be times where Powell was very passive aggressively staying outside as if to prove a point when in reality he could have played closer to the basket at times. He didn't want to, I think, because he was mad at the way he was being used. This is not an apples to apples comparison because I don't think Davis is upset about anything. The, the point being, though, Davis can get himself closer to the basket at least Oftentimes during the game, if he it's chooses a couple, to, it's a couple things, and it's it's not just it's not just proximity to the basket. It's things like you know, in, in you know, it's how quickly he's moving. It's and like give Phoenix a lot of credit. They they threw a lot of bodies at him, and AD passed the ball out. We talked about the shooting of the 
if the Lakers make more jump shots around LeBron and around Davis, then the Phoenix's defense responds differently. Davis has more room to operate and so on and so on and so on. They didn't. That has something to do with it. But, you know, also remember, too, part of what, what was the what was the aspect of Davis's game that we raved about most his offensive game that we raved about most in last year in the postseason. Unstoppable in the mid-range. Unstoppable in the mid-range, unstoppable jumper and all that stuff. Definitionally, it means that Anthony Davis was shooting jump. Like there's this idea in everybody's head because people hate Andre Drummond or they wish that Dwight was still here or the or change is making people getting un- more minutes. Right. The, the change is making people uncomfortable that normally that that he's that he's a low post guy that's being pushed out. He is not Joel Embiid who sometimes gets suckered into taking too many three pointers. That's not where Davis normally plays. And there's a a speed at which he moves and an aggressiveness which with, with which he moves no matter where he is on the floor that was not there today, whether Drummond or Harrell or anybody else was on the floor or not. And Simply put, it is it is misdirected anger to focus all of it over there at Andre Drummond or Frank Vogel for playing the guy and not acknowledge what Anthony Davis himself acknowledged after the game, which was, I was bad and we can't win if I play like this. He, he said, I'm the reason we lost this game. I'm paraphrasing, but not by much. Not by much. He, he put this on his shoulders. And look, LeBron afterwards said, like, it's great that you know, to see a superstar do something like this, the the reality is all of us need to play better, and LeBron is among those who need to no play question. better. That being said, though, if you were to try to put it on one guy in terms of the effect of their performance most uh, pointedly hurt the Lakers in this game, I think it actually is Anthony Davis. I think AD is correct. Anthony Davis. There's no question it was Anthony Davis. He did not play nearly he can't be i mean who is better than you know uh you know uh, devin booker was obviously great deandre ayton was great today he was 10 of 11 16 rebounds lakers got to do a much better job on him and their pick and roll coverages early in the game with drum on the floor were a little confused they had i'm not saying the lakers played a perfect game and drummond was fine but um you know booker had 34 ayton had 21 um you know, was Davis, I guess, probably the fourth or probably Davis, probably the fourth, fifth best player on the floor, sixth. Like, that's not going to do it. They, that he has to be no, better. No. I than mean, that. It, to be honest, depending on what you look for for each individual player and grading them on, you know, those expectations might actually be lower. Could be. But, you know, and, and, and so I just, I don't think he needs to be protected here. He had a bad game one. And, uh, rightly is acknowledging that he needs to be better in game two or they're not going to win a game and certainly not a series. So, um, yeah, we'll talk about, you know, obviously we, we, we got, a, we got another day to get into Anthony Davis. Um, we still have, uh, a day before Tuesday's game two. the Lakers are going to have to make some adjustments. I'm sure we'll talk about that tomorrow. Um, the Lakers will talk about that they won't say anything about it, but they'll talk about it and, uh, and come back with something different. But, uh, next I, I, I think what's interesting about this game one loss is whether or not it feels any different than say the game one loss they had in Portland. 
uh, against Portland last year in the bubble or the game one loss they had against Houston in the bubble. Uh, because if you feel like it's different, Andy, I think your feelings after game one on Sunday would probably be affected by that. We'll talk about that next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Indeed. If you're the hiring expert for your company, what you really need is help making your shortlist of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three, post, screen, interview, all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes match your job description. Only pay for the candidates that have must-have qualifications. Schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes hiring the right talent fast and easy with tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description immediately. Indeed skills tests that on average reduce hiring by 27%. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined that is kind of crazy that is amazing so get started i mean that's really that's a lot four times that, a lot i mean because there's a lot there's a lot of other uh job hiring sites out there that apparently are just a bunch of hacks so get started right now with a free 75 dollars sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post on indeed.com slash locked get a 75 dollars credit at indeed.com slash locked indeed.com slash locked offer valid through june 30th terms and conditions apply um Obviously, again, going forward between now and and when and Tuesday night, we're going to talk a lot about uh, adjustments and what the Lakers might need to do differently, and all of these things. It's all going to come up. But right now, I just I, I think the, the if you kind of big picture looking forward, I'm a little like this. The Lakers feel felt more vulnerable to me coming into this series than they did. In the, in the postseason last year, even with some of the worries we had about the shooting and some of the other things, because we don't know about LeBron, how healthy he is, I, I think he's clearly limited. And then he got chicken wing bidet by his banana boat friend. What the <laughs> hell's up with that? Friends like these. Yeah, I know. Seriously, uh, Chris Paul, come on. Um, and so now he's got a bad shoulder to go along with his bad leg. And... You know, you have all these continuity questions, much harder lead up to get to get into this series. So I was I had some concerns about the Lakers coming in. Does this feel different? They lost game one to Portland. They lost game one to Houston last year. Does this feel different to you based on the context of how they came in to the playoffs this year versus last? Not really. And the reason, Brian, is because, I mean, if you and we did our pre uh, prediction segment on our YouTube channel, which, by the way, everybody should be subscribing to right now. Yes, you should. Given bonus uh, content that's not found on the podcasts uh, that are YouTube specific. So make sure you go to the Locked On Lakers YouTube channel and that's where you find it all. Um, my prediction was Lakers in seven. Right. And the reason that it was Lakers in seven was. You know, some respect to Phoenix and, you know, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, all that stuff. But also just the idea that the Lakers have not had an opportunity to really round into form. And Phoenix is a solid team on both sides of the ball. So therefore, this was, this felt to me like it would be ultimately like a high end dress rehearsal for what was going ahead. And if you, you know, both of us did theater uh, growing up, and in my case, uh, after college, professionally, all that stuff. Uh, if you've ever done a dress rehearsal, you know they can be a mess. Yeah. Dress rehearsals can be an absolute bleep show at times. Um, thankfully, the Lakers have seven 
total opportunities at their dress show, uh, the dress rehearsal. But this ultimately to me felt like that's what this series is for them in terms of really trying to round into their best form. So in that sense, no, so you, it doesn't really factored in the idea like that the Lakers might need might not look very good at the beginning of the series. That that factored into yes. your prediction. Brian, did you not watch our own YouTube? I, I'm I am saying this as much for the we benefit it together, of those who may it. have missed it. Okay. Well, yes, I factored that in. That that ultimately was and, Le and, and LeBron is LeBron is famous for taking game ones and kind of making them a feel out game, so to speak. Now, traditionally he's also until like the last year or so won most of those games anyway while still feeling it out. So it explains his personal statistical production, I think, perhaps more than it does the team's performance. It's a lot easier to develop that habit when you're in the East, frankly. Like in the West, yes. in the West that habit isn't nearly as uh, easy to get away with. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he used to play left-handed for a lot of right. those series. Just, just for funsies, just to see, you know, feel it out. What what can I do left-handed? Right. When you're when you're opening round matchup is against a, you know, 17-win Orlando team because <laughs> they finished in the eighth spot. Yeah, you can get you, you can get a little uh, nuts. You can get a little, a little saucy. Yeah. Um I I I don't I I, I feel, this it feels a little different to me for a couple reasons. And I, I do feel like I factored. And I said, I said last week, game one was significantly more important to Phoenix than it was the Lakers. And I'm 100%. not one of these people who believes that, you know, a series doesn't start until you win a game on the other team's floor. No, the series started when they began playing in game one. That was when that was when the series started. But if Phoenix, the Lakers theoretically are as are going to be as bad as they're going to be now versus um later in the series later in the playoffs My, and, I, and i look i said lakers in six um so clearly i think they're going to get better i do have concerns though that you know phoenix is i think a better team uh than portland was last year uh, portland was a really strong eight seed but i think phoenix is a better team overall and is playing better um than, than the blazers were last year phoenix better on both sides of the ball so it's a better opponent that they have to come back against um and there is this question of like okay well how much better is lebron going to get physically over the course of this series uh, the hope is that he gets better um but they need other guys i think to step up in that app and they got none of it today uh, on Sunday afternoon. So, I mean, I, I'm a little more concerned because I think the Lakers are more vulnerable than they were going into the first round last year against Portland. And I Although think the it's important to remember everybody thought they were vulnerable heading into the heading. They were the vulnerable, but in a different way. They were vulnerable, well, but, in, but a, in a different way. They, yes, they, and no. I, yes. I, just say, I just think they were in a better spot last year and the opponent wasn't as good. So that's, that's, that's my. That is my true. Concern. But I mean, some of the things, and we talked about early in the show, that the Lakers uh, didn't do well that bit them in the ass in this game. They can do better just by deciding to do better. For example, transition, get back, get back. Like th yeah. that's an active choice. Like and and they collectively chose not to do it. And in hindsight, just be more, be more mindful of all this thing. But also too, it's like some of this. And this is my favorite thing in the playoffs. I, I, I we'll get into this more tomorrow. I think 
you know, what adjustments do you make from game one to game two? Like the Lakers go out and they they win game two by 10 and they shoot 42% from three-point range. And also it's like, well, everybody, look at all the adjustments they made. Well, the big adjustment that they made might have been in this case, don't shoot 26% from three-point range. I mean, they were these were wide open yeah. shots that they were yeah. missing. I mean, Casey Don't missed those. And KCP made, was yeah. one of seven. AD missed both of his attempts. Uh, West Matthews, zero for three. Like I said earlier, LeBron and Alex Caruso were the only guys who made more than one in this game. And it may not, it, it may not be do something completely different, radically change the line. It may just be do what you were trying to do, except actually do it better. Here, though, is where I would say that even though it doesn't feel worse to me than or different to me than what we saw last year when the Lakers lost the opening uh, game against Portland, then in the next round, the opening game against uh, against Houston. This is, though, where I would say it still is extremely disappointing, even if it doesn't necessarily feel super worrisome. The Lakers had an opportunity in this game with Chris Paul hurting his shoulder early on, he clearly was affected by this. His handle was uncharacteristically loose and Very floppy. often awful, to be honest. And then there was this brouhaha between Alex Caruso and campaign uh, CP3's backup that led to Montrez Harrell in the middle of it, although it seemed like he was actually trying to be a peacemaker. But ultimately, campaign got ejected for shoving Alex Caruso to the ground and then throwing a ball at him. Uh, and then they had the, had the, 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 un, the, 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 the gall to kind of go the like... temerity, as Stephen A. Smith would say. What did I do? Yeah. Well, you did those things. <laughs> but That's what you did. This was a game where ultimately the Lakers were up against an opponent that essentially was operating with half a point guard. Mm -hmm. And when that should be an opportunity that allows you to get back into this game to, to potentially overcome your own issues in it. Because Chris Paul, whether you think Devin Booker is the best player on this team or not, I don't think it's debatable. Chris Paul is the most important. Mm -hmm. And they were not able to capitalize on this. Chris Paul said after the game that he'll be fine. You know, maybe this lingers, maybe it doesn't. I certainly hope it doesn't because you don't want to see anybody hurt. That being said, though, that's an opportunity for the Lakers. That is part yeah. of sports. And they didn't jump on it, and that is really disappointing. Yeah, there was the, there was a feeling that if the Lakers, like I was waiting for that whole game, I was like, God, all they need, like I, I don't know how, I don't know why, but they're still only down nine or eleven, or like if they could if one four minute stretch where they play well, this game could be tied, and it never came. So, I mean, there's a lot. Laker fans are going to be fairly panicky i think uh you, you know monday tuesday until in, unless they until they win game two uh lakers fans are going to be really concerned based on what this game looked like um but there there are reasons to to believe that tuesday will be a different game and th that's all stuff that we'll start to break down i think on tuesday when we look forward to game two andy a lot to get into but uh Yikes, that was an ugly start. Certainly was. Um, all right. We, we will see everybody. Rem reminder, please uh, follow us on Twitter at Cam Brothers. And as Andy mentioned, Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go and get uh, all the content. We'll start building up clips from the episodes, uh, YouTube only content. Uh, and obviously during the playoffs, there'll be a lot of it coming. So we'll see everybody tomorrow.